no helicopters have been procured for me to go to golf course. Thank you. I've never said he wasn't a great politician. I'm just saying he's a <laughs> How'd you play out there today? Uh, well, I found the conditions challenging. Mostly, because there's no grass on the golf course. But there never has been. I'm thinking about the swag bag, and I hope for the swag bag. When you got three crevices on the green, your course is trash. What's going on, folks? Welcome back. Beltway Golfer, episode 32. Alex Dixon here. Uh, been a little while, a few weeks since our last podcast, uh, but got a couple episodes lined up. So playing a little bit of catch up. I should be able to uh, roll out a few here in uh, the next few weeks. Excited about them. Um, starting off with the one I got for you this week. Um, it's a new... Um, new type of guest I suppose it's, it's somebody who's in a role in the golf world that I haven't had on yet um, it's all about how the human body relates to the to the golf swing um, our guest is Casey Edwards who is a doctor of physical therapy and he's TPI certified with the Titleist Performance Institute out in Oceanside California um, and what they do, they've, uh, TPI uh, was actually started by, I believe, a couple uh, folks uh, who are University of Maryland grads. Uh, Casey might even bring that up in our episode. Uh, but they're actually, you know, guys that uh, I think have some ties to the DMV. Uh, but they started the uh, Titleist Performance Institute, I think, back in about 2003. And it's all about the... Uh, you know, how, how the human body can perform along with the golf swing. And so they measure things like flexibility and mobility and strength, but specifically as it, as it pertains to the, to the golf swing so that uh, the player and the golfer can, can figure out where they need to improve and, and how they can uh, make their body work better with their golf swing. Um, so Casey Edwards uh, is the guest. Uh, he runs his own uh, performance training center, uh, in Reston, he, he's he's in a location that's that's part of a larger um, therapy business, but he's got his own operation um, uh, running out of that uh, at place. If you're familiar with Reston National, uh, it's literally right across the street in the uh, quasi high ra- high rise. It's about 12 stories that you see, kind of overlooking the 18th fairway. Uh, he's right in the first floor there. Uh, but website is uh, EdwardsGolfPT.com. And he actually reached out to me earlier this year, um, and we finally got together, made it happen, and uh, I went out to his studio, and he put me through the 16-point TPI mobility test uh, to measure how, um, you know, before you get into training and and flexibility exercises and how to improve, you know, what's your current state of mobility and flexibility? And spoiler alert, I did not do very well. I, I, I failed a handful of the tests. Um, and in a separate video that I'm going to put up on YouTube, uh, we taped the entire uh, hour or so of me going through that 16-point test. So that's separate from the podcast. A couple times during the conversation, we actually reference it. Uh, but it was cool. And I learned a lot about what I can and can't do and, and where I need to work. And I've already started to work on my... Um, um, apparently extremely weak hamstrings. Um, you know, I, I, it, after skipping leg day for, whew, I don't know how many days or weeks or months or years in a row, uh, it's starting to catch up with me. And it, and it showed in the test that Casey put, put me through. Uh, but besides that, it was really educational. Um, I think right off the bat, I also learned that um, I didn't know a heck of a lot about the Titleist Performance Institute. So um, doing some research before and after Uh, our conversation helped quite a bit. Also, before I get to the actual conversation, uh, I want to bring up the sponsor of this podcast, um, Four Craft Cocktails, uh, based right in Richmond, Richmond, Virginia. Um, They are uh, transfusions right in a can, pre-mixed. No vodka necessary because it's already in the can. It's vodka, ginger ale, grape juice, lime juice, uh, pre-mixed, 5% ABV, incredibly refreshing uh and it's available now in northern virginia uh go to uh, fourcraftcocktails.com they've got a a store locator we can figure out where to buy it 
and I know um, they are starting to matriculate throughout golf courses uh, in Virginia and, and starting to get into some courses in Northern Virginia, I believe. So keep an eye out for it. But in the meantime, go to fourcraftcocktails.com uh, to find where you can purchase uh, their pre- ready-mixed or pre-mixed, excuse me, uh, transfusions in a can. I've got a bunch. They are delicious. And uh, by supporting Four Craft Cocktails, you're, you're supporting this podcast and Beltway Golfer. So go find them. But that's essentially it. I'll, I'll, I'll get to it. Um, again, uh, it's Casey Edwards, Casey Edwards, Doctor of Physical Therapy, uh, and it's Edwards Golf Performance Training in Reston, Virginia. Uh, here it is, episode 32. Enjoy. All right, so Casey Edwards. So, so we are at we're in we're in Reston. Uh, this is the International Building. It is. We're, yeah. Which is, I mean, we're, I, I know this building only because this is number, I forget, this is number nine or 18. 18. Rest, this is number 18. 18. So if you've played Rest of National, you know this building. Yeah, I'm very fortunate that I get to treat patients all day and, and watch average people tee off, off 18 across the street. It's a nice little visual. Casey, why am I here? What, 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 is, what is your business? What do you do? What, is, what, what happens in this space? Sure. Um, so I'm a physical therapist by trade. This is Virginia Therapy and Fitness Center, and as you said, we're here in Reston, Virginia. We are a physical therapy clinic primarily, and then the fitness center aspect is we offer uh, athletic training opportunities for people. We treat and train a lot of soccer players here, and then I have been a a lifelong golfer. I learned how to play golf when I was seven years old. Uh, My dad took me, and I fell in love with it, and... Throughout my career, I, I started to realize that something was missing, and I didn't quite have the right population of people that I was seeing day to day. And I realized I like I like spending time with golfers, so why don't I try and drag more golfers in the building? So I went to a Titleist Performance course in 2017, started a TPI golf program of my own here in 2018, and it has progressed to what it is today couple questions one i'm already gonna get off topic but soccer players so there's a lot of soccer players why why (laughs) soccer players that's a great uh this area is is huge when it comes to soccer there's nothing Um, specific about what you guys are working on or teaching we have an athletic trainer who or a pt who works here who was formerly an athletic trainer for the men's national team so i know that's that's his niche so that's been his big draw over the years and then we used to and i i don't know why i'd even say this um we see a lot of Redskins. We do still see, sorry, Washington football team players. Teamers. Team. Uh, I, I, I do know. like teamers. teams. See yeah. a lot of teams? Because you can't call them sense. players because they're, they're <laughs> teamers. That's right. I like teamers. Uh, yeah. So we have uh, a couple guys who still, who still come in, but we used to be the, the spine specialists and PT specialists for the Redskins. So we used to oh, get wow. a lot of guys in here. There used to be a lot of jerseys up here, but some of them got, got taken down and some redecorating. And so, so you've been here. So you've been here for a while. Five years. Yeah, five I've years. been here five years now. And you are starting to focus a lot of your work specifically on golf. Yeah, we got a we got an opportunity to to try and find niches for everybody here, just to make work more enjoyable and and just to find something we're passionate about. And I knew about TPI. I knew about Tyler's performance, and I knew what they did for for professional golfers and for amateur golfers. And I took a course and really, really got into it then. But TPI, I mean, I, I know a little bit about TPI, not a ton, but I was under the impression that TPI is really about the, the, the swing. No, so TPI, they Am I generally... Totally wrong? <laughs> so not necessarily. So Titleist Performance Institute is, um, I'll just give Greg Rose all the credit. Greg Rose is a chiropractor who actually was based in the D.C. area for a long time. And they're started, now in San Diego, right? They are in San Diego. So, and it's a sweet facility. Sure. If you have a chance to go out there, it's very cool. I have not done that myself, but that's on the calendar. Um, so, Greg Rose, who used to be a chiropractor in this area, started working with golfers and started to notice that there were physical traits required for golf. And then he wanted to really do research, and Titleist funded that research to figure out what's the difference between amateur golfers and professional golfers from a physical standpoint and from just an athletic standpoint. Okay. <laughs> when it comes to Tyler's Performance Institute and, and, and what they've done as far as a screen and what they do as a program, 
they have this idea of the body swing connection. That's like their trademark thing. So this idea of the body swing connection is your body and what it can do creates an environment for what kind of swing you can have. Okay. So whether you have really mobile hips, stiff hips, mobile spine, you know, weak, poor shoulder control, that really determines what kind of swing or really swing fault you will fall into. Okay. So they wanted to figure out when you look at somebody and as a PGA professional or a coach, you tell them to do something in their swing and you give them 25 different cues, regardless of what you tell them, why can't they do what you're asking? And what they really figured out was there are physical limitations that cause swing changes. And if you don't address the physical limitation, you can scream until you're red in the face. That person will not be able to do what you're asking. What we just learned was I, I didn't know anything about the Titles Performance Institute. <laughs> <laughs> I thought I did. Yeah, so the cool thing about, about Titleist Performance Institute is, is that they, they've created programs for so many different people now. They have a medical program for chiropractors and physical therapists and athletic trainers. They have a fitness program for your personal trainers or strength and conditioning coaches. They have a power program now that I just started that really focuses on on using long drive training techniques to get people more power, to apply that to the, the average person. And it, it's very cool, they do a lot of stuff. And then they actually work with golf professionals as well because what kind of value can you give your students if you're a swing coach, if you actually understand how the body works too? Mm -hmm. They've done some really cool stuff. So on your website, now we're fast forwarding a little bit, on your website, you say, but I think this is all connected, the, the, the very first lead is achieve your full potential. Yep. Why is that leading your entire, essentially, your, 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 your business? And then the, the, the quick follow-up question is, what is the most common blocker for most clients of yours or people that come to see you from reaching their full potential? Okay, first off, I'm so glad I changed that header last week because <laughs> it's so much better now. Um, what, was, what, what, before, was it? what was it before last week? Oh, it was cheesy. It was terrible. It was achieve your goals. And I really, like, I meant that at the same time. It just felt so vague. blah and vague and just not what I wanted to say at all. So, yeah, achieve your full potential came, came out of kind of a random conversation and thought, which I'm so happy about now. Um, so achieve your full potential. What I was really thinking about there is I was trying to answer this question of, you know, why do people work with me? Like, what am I really providing? Mm -hmm. And achieve, well, sorry to interrupt, but achieve your full potential, can still, you could argue, is still very vague. But when it comes to golf and the, the, the physical nature of yeah. the swing and, and go ahead, sorry, so, sorry to interrupt. No, I'm terrible at interrupting, too. So achieve your full potential. When I was trying to think about what I do for people, all I really want to do is just make them more efficient from a body standpoint. I want to show people how to use your body. How can I gain a little bit more flexibility here and there? How can I help you generate more speed? And at the end of the day, that was me thinking, if I take a person as they are at the start and give them a treatment, whatever we're doing, exercise, we're doing stretching, we're doing physical therapy, whatever it may be, when I give them a treatment or give them a plan, that increases what they're physically capable of doing. That was really the idea behind that. Mm -hmm. I wanted to think, you know, if my service is helping people in any way, it's I just want to make you a better athlete. Sure. But I, I didn't want to write on there, stop being a horrible athlete and become a better athlete, because at the end of the day, the more athletic you are, the better at golf you're going to be. And when you look at these these other athletes, J.R. Smith is such a great example right now. J.R. Smith just went back to college sure. to finish his no, degree. North, North Carolina a and star, star golfer. Decided to go back to college, which is so cool to get his degree, which I absolutely love. I, I love when athletes do that. And then he said, I want to play golf, and I want to get eligible to play golf. And, and you know from the start, he is going to be successful at doing that because he is a good athlete, because he is crazy fast and crazy explosive and knows how to put in work 
I want to show people what it looks like to train to be an athlete. Mm -hmm. Most of the time when people come in and see the group classes I run, there's no golf clubs involved. Like, there's nothing that looks like a golf swing for the majority of what we're doing. I just want to show people, how do you use your hip? How do we create more explosiveness? How can we help you jump higher? Mm -hmm. Because at the end of the day, those things correlate pretty well to generating power and speed. And if we even go away from the athletic standpoint and go towards my other group, which is the stiff, immobile people, the simplest thing is I have a lot of guys, but when they take backswings, they don't get their, their arm to parallel, let alone the club behind them to parallel. Mm -hmm. I mean, just to point out there, their hands don't go above their shoulders when they turn. So when I meant achieve your full potential with somebody like that, it's, can we make your body just turn a little more? Sure. Like, can we get a little bit more out of the machine? Yep. And that's really what that meant to me. And I think that conveys what I do because, I mean, at the end of the day, I'm just here to make someone a little bit better than what they were before. And sometimes those little improvements can create pretty drastic changes in what people can do. Well, it's interesting. And, and you know, when, when you think about it, there, there's, there's a ton of... Um, golf teachers, golf coaches, you know, there's one at a, just about every golf course and golf club, and there's tons of independent ones. They're all over. I've had a few on this podcast already, and I'll, 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 I'm sure I'll have many more. Um, but the fact that, you know, your point to saying, you know, in your group classes, you don't, there's not even a club, is that this is, this is you're, this, you're not a swing coach necessarily. Nope. No, I mean, not I, at all. I, I'm sure you know a lot about the swing. Sure. But this is different than that. Very different. I, I think that's what the big thing I lead off with when, when I try and market myself to, to golf professionals is, look, I'm not telling anybody how to swing. Mm -hmm. But that doesn't mean I don't know how to tell someone how to swing, right? So sure. I, I, I know enough to be dangerous. So the best thing I can do is, is hand that off to the people who are good at it and stay in my lane. Do you when, have a lot of clients that, that also have swing coaches? I do, I, that is almost a requirement for me, for, if people are taking this seriously. So this is going aside. Um, look at any athlete in any other sport. And, and the reason I keep saying athlete, because at the end of the day, if you play a sport and you're trying to be competitive, you better consider yourself an athlete. And golf is such a funny sport in that it really is behind the curve compared to all other sports. You look at someone who plays tennis, an individual sport. They have a trainer who works with them in the gym. They have a, a physical therapist or somebody who does rehab for them through their injuries. They have a, a mental coach who helps them with strategy and dealing with whatever they have on the mental side of things. They have a nutritionist. But then when you take a golfer who's your average guy who all of a sudden wants to be really competitive and you say, do you have a swing coach? Well, I took a lesson last year, and I took another one this other time, and you know, I just don't really, I don't really know. I think I got it myself. And then, well, do you work out? Do you work out with a trainer? Well, you know, I get on the Peloton every now and then. If you want to be a good athlete, you need to surround yourself with good people. So, I mean, to answer that question briefly, it's one of the first questions I ask people is, who's your swing coach? And if they say no to me, I don't have anybody, you know, you can help me. I'm fine with that to a degree, but if people are really taking it seriously, that's not my realm, and that's not where I want to spend my time with people. I want to spend it working on you know, cultivating an athlete in here, and then I want somebody to take what I've given them, those resources, that raw person, and make them a good golfer. What, I'm curious, like, um, you know, what is the makeup of your clientele? Is it, is it more the... The really serious golfer who's you know got the swing coach he sees regularly and, and, and wants to take it to another level because the swing coach is telling him you're not flexible enough or there's this, there's something going on there, or is it the reverse? You know they're they're just uh, someone like myself who is, for lack of a better term, you know a weekend hacker who's sure. just you know getting old and stiff. Sure. So my. I have to look at this twofold. So as a physical therapist in the office, we're associated with the Virginia Spine Institute. So we see a lot of neck, back injuries, post-ops. So when it comes to working with people in my 40-hour-a-week job in here, it is all about getting someone from a point where they are just functionally not able to do what they want to getting back to golf. Mm -hmm. 
that is one process that I work through. So it's people who are either in pain or previously in pain, trying to give them the strategies and the resources to get back to where they were. The other thing you asked was, what's my other population? So within my, my newly formed company, Edwards Performance Training, which sounds so funny to say, um, it, it's, it's a smattering of everything. I don't even have a niche at this point. I have highly competitive juniors. I have juniors who are getting into golf and, and just love golf at this point who aren't really into all the AJGA, all that stuff, all the local competitions. Mm -hmm. And then I have the weekend hacker like you talk about. I have the guy who's a CEO who doesn't want to embarrass himself when he goes on a golf trip. I have highly competitive people who are trying to make corn ferry. I have high-level amateurs who compete on you know, women's mid-ams and women's U.S. amateurs. It's all over the place. Yeah. Um, I, I, at this point, don't say no to anybody as long as there's someone who, who really is dedicated to this and willing to put in the time. You know, I think... Um, and we, go ahead. Well, sure. And it's a, a lot of times the, the motivation to come see you, and we talked about this in some of our exercises we were doing earlier, but is... Um, is it more mobility or strength? I love this question. <laughs> well, I mean, I'm curious, because I mean, you're talking about you, you, a lot of juniors. I mean, yeah. And we, we talked about this a little bit earlier before we sat down. Yeah. Is that you know, most juniors probably don't have an issue with mobility, Correct. I would think. Correct. And so the their, their motivations are different than mine would be. Yeah. Um, so I'll give you, I'll give you the, the really generic... You know, I'll put everybody into a box even though they don't fit this way. Most juniors, when I take them through an assessment, this is, when I say juniors, I mean kids between 10 and, I don't know, late teens maybe, right about college age. The majority of them have the flexibility. They're fine when it comes to range of motion and flexibility. Mm -hmm. What they lack is the body awareness, physical ability to to you know, make some reproducible movements. You know, they're, a lot of these kids are like Gumby. They're just super flexible. Sure. But when you ask them to do something like... I used like, to be like that, I promise. We all were at some point, right? <laughs> so when you ask a 14-year-old a girl to do an air squat, especially, I mean, the, we'll get on this topic in a second, especially a girl who's only ever played golf. And this is boys, too. I don't mean single like girls. Any kid who's just played golf who's a teenager... And you ask them to do a bunch of air squats. I mean, it's, some of it's cringeworthy. And what it what it is is people haven't taught them how to move efficiently sure. at all. It's okay. get up there and hit the ball hard, or hit the ball like the video of of Spieth that we've been watching all week. Yeah. And there's just this lack of focus on quality movement. You see, it happens with golf kids a lot. So. Motor control and movement strategies are the big one for the teenage kids. Just showing them how to move efficiently and then getting them under weight because that stuff looks way worse when you hand a kid a 25-pound weight. When you ask them to do you know, front squats with a kettlebell and ask them to do air squats, when you thought things were sloppy when there wasn't anything involved, they get even sloppier when you add weight and resistance and repetitions to it. And then if you make them breathe hard, it gets even worse. So those are the kind of issues you see with young kids. When we start to age into the, the working class people, mm -hmm. that's where you start to see a lot more of the mobility stuff where the hips get tight, the upper back gets rounded and gets tight. Sure, there's some balance issues and, and motor control stuff with them too, but mobility usually is the priority there right away because the more you move, the more flexible you tend to be. And vice versa, the less you move, the less flexible you tend to be. Yeah. I mean, my favorite person is still the CEO who sits behind the desk 40-plus hours a week answering phone calls, emails, and, and now Zoom. You know, you don't even get up to walk around the office anymore because the office is your basement. I'm, not, I'm far from a CEO, but that sounded <laughs> like my dad. But that guy who, you know, who works really hard and takes work really serious, who then leaves the office, gets in the car, drives to the range, and gets on the course and expects to perform at a high level, mm -hmm. what other sport can you name me where you get to the arena, get out of the car, and go on the court and expect to perform at your best? If, right. if a basketball player did that, if a football player 
rolled in five minutes before the game and ran out onto the field, how confident would you be in the performance of that person? I'd be ugly. And yet now I have to take the, the real soapbox out and laugh at why golfers are really so different. This concept of a warm-up is so faux pas when it comes to golfers. This idea you Meaning that, like hitting the range before you start? Or before what do you that. Mean? Before that. Even before I what take do you mean the... By, what do you mean by warm-up? So there's these great videos of... Um, Oh my gosh! Why, why can't am I blanking on his name all of a sudden? The guy with the cigar, uh, Jimenez. Sure. Yeah. Okay. So this is great video. He goes through, lights the cigar, puts <coughs> it in his mouth, takes a golf club, swings it over the head maybe once or twice. Oh right, right. Touches yeah, his he, toes a couple times, does a couple squats, and then hits the ball. And people lo- like watch that and go, "Wow, that's a really silly little warm up." But the reality is, that's a hundred percent more than ninety percent of people out there who are playing golf. And at least there's an attempt to get my body moving, feel how my hips feel today. How do my knees feel today? Is my back stiff at all? You know, how do my shoulders move? Do I feel strong or do I feel weak? And instead, the majority of people either take the, you know, short iron or, or wedge and hit a couple balls, or they grab, you know, the crazy ones. They grab two clubs and start swinging that like it's, you know, Major mm-hmm. League Baseball, because that yeah. makes no sense whatsoever. And, and, this idea of a warm-up and, and getting, let's get your hips moving. Let's get your ankles moving. Let's get your spine rotating. Let's do the things that you haven't done since the last time you played golf. Mm-hmm. You know, what other sport do people participate in the game, stop, and then the next time they even try to do anything like it is when they're playing in competition when it matters. Right. So my, my big soapbox is people need to do some level of warm-up. I mean, be the weird guy on the course doing the lunges or doing the hip rotations between shots. I, a lot of the people I work with who struggle with, you know, leading with the hips or dissociating their upper and lower body, they ask me all the time, they're like, well, when should I do this? And I ask them, well, wh- when does it matter? Mm-hmm. And the answer is, every time I go to hit the ball, I should feel like I'm engaging my hip or I feel like I should be turning my shoulders all the way through and getting full rotation. So I talk about people doing that as a pre-swing routine. A lot of people are, are working on something with their swing coach, whether it be hand position, and, and why does my drill not matter when it's, I want to see if you can fire your hip through right away. So I talk about doing that stuff on the, on the range, on the course. If you came out with me, you'd wonder how weird I was because I'm doing hip openers every other swing, yeah, sure. especially late in the round. I mean... There was, there, was a, there, was a, there was a quasi-viral video a year or two ago. I think it was Dak Prescott. Do you know what I'm talking it's about? It's the he, best he, video of all time. He's in the, I'm going to get up and demonstrate it. Yeah, I'm going to demonstrate it. So we're here, right? This is yeah. happening. Every golfer in the world should be here, up in this position, and that exact thing should be happening. If so you, that should be your pre-shot routine. And just, and just turn away from your buddies so, if, you know, when they're trying to... Oh, I do it in front of people all the time. I do it literally standing I over the ball. More, I, was more, I was more so, you know, just so when they start trying to bust your balls, you can, you know, you can just ignore them. So there is a professional golfer who does that. <laughs> there is one who does it. He doesn't do it as violently or as silly looking. So if you watch a video of Matt Wolf, sure. when Matt Wolf addresses the golf ball, the first thing that happens is he gets a forward shaft lean on the club and he turns his hips and shoulders to the target and then he comes back to a setup position again. Yeah, I mean, everybody, those knows, watching, everybody knows that move. Here's Matt Wolf, right? Boom, right there. So what is that? That is hips at impact, hands at impact. There it is. I have now told myself I'm going to go from here to there, here to there. That's so it. that is a motor control move. That is a... I need to get my hips to that position when I strike the ball. So if you maybe want to talk about, maybe there it more is. people realize that than than I would think, but I don't think I ever thought about in that term those terms with Matthew. Well, everybody knows that move that that, that he does before he yeah. starts to swing. But I think you know I just thought about it in terms of okay, this is this is his mental trigger. This is where I have to go with my goofy backswing that goes way outside. From right, the start. but but as opposed to like he's like almost reminding himself of his hip movement versus just some kind of. Uh, trigger that could be anything. Well, and so what is the waggle, right? So when you, when you stand over the ball and you start wiggling your hands and you work on getting that, that left hand back towards the target, right? Now we're talking about swing coaching stuff. What is that? that that's a motor control drill. That's mm-hmm. trying to gain familiarity with a position. So it's all the same stuff. So a lot of the things that I work with people in here are 
are all movement-based and trying to get familiar with positions and strategies for things. Yeah. So if I can teach you how to load, we, we kind of alluded to this you know, in another conversation. A golf swing is a rotational, explosive movement. And the easier analogy is a vertical jump. Okay. So if I have you stand still and tell you to jump as high as you can, but you can't bend your knees or your hips, you're not going very far. But now if I say jump as high as you can and you really lower your butt towards the ground and bend your knees, you can mm -hmm. use that kinetic energy, that stretch in your muscles, that elastic component to create an explosive movement where you jump up. When you Unfortunately, go, that's one I could never claim that I ever <laughs> could ever do a whole lot there. When, I, when I, get, you, I get your point. When you're in a golf swing and you're turning to the right, turning to a backswing, mm -hmm. I want you to maximally stretch your glute, mm -hmm. maximally turn your torso, so that you can release that energy down in the other direction. It's the same thing as jumping. It's a full body loading, but it occurs in a rotary, a rotational plane that so many people aren't familiar with. Like there are not things in day-to-day -day life that people do that are rotation-based. That is just not the world we live in. And that's again where I laugh, like why don't we just warm up and try and do a couple of things that are are rotational that focus on just your hip before you swing or focus on just your upper body and your thoracic spine before you swing rather than get over the ball and let's just try and see if we can move all our body parts together at the same time because I deserve to because I think I can without trying you know I don't know where that mentality comes from but other athletes in other sports don't do that right. interesting do, do you um do you have some people that come to, to see you that, that's more just about, uh, you know, how can I apply weight training to, to golf? Or yeah. You do? Yeah, so I had... Uh, I think, and the reason I asked that, sorry, but it is, yeah. like, when I... You hear a lot about, like, tour players, for instance, having more personal trainers. As, like, professional yeah. golf has turned into more physical fitness and, yeah. you know, the DJs and the Roy McIlroy world. Man. And that everyone's got personal trainers. I think I've always thought about that without, you know, thinking too much about it. That yeah, it's some kind of personal trainer from like weights. Sure. Not necessarily what most of this conversation has been sure. about, which is and, mobility. And maybe I need to pull back to a degree too. Here's the thing: for most people, if you got in the gym and you did something more than nothing, it would probably benefit you as as an athlete and as a golfer. You know, I don't mean to poo-poo getting on the peloton. If that's what you got time to do and that's what you like to do, do it. But here's the thing: you know, all those golfers have personal trainers who are who are working on explosiveness, working on maintaining flexibility, and working on just trying to get ahead of anybody else. I mean, you don't see yeah. a lot of videos of these guys bench pressing, if you didn't notice. Sure, You know, right. that's not every, every that's one I mean. of these. Like, I, I probably thought about it in totally in the wrong ways, because the, the, their personal trainers are probably doing a lot of what you're doing, right? Unilateral training, training one side at a time trying to work on stability, trying to work on generating rotation or avoiding rotation, creating core strength, learning how to dissociate your upper body and your lower body. There, there are some cool videos out there if you just search golf fitness online. You know, Instagram is a, a powerful tool now for people. Yeah. It's a dangerous tool too at the same time, but there's a lot of good stuff out there. There's some cool people doing some cool things. And you know, you look at, you can name any of these guys, right? But Brooks Kapka does curls in the gym, but that's because Brooks likes doing curls, right? That's not because curls are great for golf necessarily. Right. But being healthy and getting in the gym and moving is going to be good regardless of what you do. But yeah, having someone who's geared to, to train you for that, it would be... If you played soccer and you went to the gym and worked out with a personal trainer, well, why don't you work out with somebody who's an expert in agility or an yeah. expert in speed? Yeah. You, know, you can find specialists now who do almost anything. Uh, speaking of that, I mean, do you, going, going back to what I said earlier, I mean, it's, you know, you can pull up Instagram or Google or whatever, and you can find just in the D.C. area sure. a, a gazillion swing coaches and, yep. and golf pros. But what about what you do? Are there, are there many of you that are, are like personal trainers that are focusing on this stuff and, and, and how sure. it applies to golf? Sure. Um, to answer I, your I, question, I have yeah. no idea. There yeah, there are. Time. There definitely are. So if you go on... I'll give the, the resource. If you go on mytpi.com mm -hmm. and you search your zip code, it'll find, I think it has like find an expert or something on the, 
the header on that website. You can search your zip code and it will show up with every person in your area who's registered, all their credentials, all their contact information. So to answer your question, no, I'm not the only person. There's a Cairo in this area who does some stuff. Um, there's some great personal trainers around here. Uh, in Tyson's, Dave Maloney's an awesome one. He's actually one of the first guys I ever talked to about doing this stuff. If you go up to Maryland, uh, Peak Golf is incredible. They're probably one of the premier places to go. They're in like the Rockville area. Um, there's a lot of good stuff around here. There really is. So, no, I am not alone. Do you see, um, you know, uh, this kind of training specifically for golf? I would, my guess would be that, you know, it's, it's going up. The, 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 Golf's the, the, going the, up, man. COVID was the sure. best thing ever for golf. Other than oh, Tiger. A hundred percent. Right? It's Tiger yeah, and then COVID. Yeah, yeah, I think that, those are the that, two things. That, that's, you know, the silver lining in the pandemic for golf. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, yeah. but, I, but I mean, even without that, yeah. like even before that, I mean, as yeah, I would, I would imagine, you know, there's more and more people, you know, spending money and attention on I this think kind of thing. Just as a whole, people are more focused on health. Sure. And I, I think a lot of the people I've seen who have started doing this in the last year have become more health conscious, whether that's because of the pandemic or whatever it may be. They want to treat themselves better. They want to feel healthier. They want to get stronger. And then at the same time, I think when they hear like, oh, I can do personal training that's golf specific. Well, that sounds fun. And not only that, but it helps me do other things I want to do. Yeah. So I think whenever people are looking for personal trainers, I mean, you should look for someone who who shares a goal or a passion or a love for something else other than like getting fit. Like what is worse than going to the gym and saying my goal is to lose weight? Like that sounds horrible to me. I don't know. I'd rather go to the gym and be like, I'm training for a 10K. You know, the likelihood of you losing weight in that kind of training program with a real goal is is much more exciting to people. And that's, I guess that's also why I got rid of the achieve your goals thing. But I I think you need to work with someone who who shares a, a passion for something. I think that's so much more helpful than, again, going to the gym and saying, I just want to be healthier. Like yeah, that, that to me, you. just, you want to talk about maintaining, you know, committing to a program, committing to one that has a real goal. I, so, like, I'll, I'll rattle off some of the goals of some of the people I work with because I think that gives you an idea. The one I just, who just left yesterday, is uh, qualifying for Corn Ferry this next week. So that's one. I have another one who's trying to win the U.S. amateur, the U.S. women's mid-am, excuse me, and she she has this awesome goal that she wants to win the U.S. Senior Women's Open. She is 30 years old. So this is a 20-year goal. Yeah, long term. And, it, and the only way you can get somewhere in 20 years is maintaining a course, right? Mm-hmm. So that's something where she's got to stay on track, and I love that goal. I think that's so cool. Other ones, you know, trying to get scores low enough to get into college. People I know are trying to win their their club championship. Other guys are just trying to break 80, break 70, you know, crazy stuff all over the board. I got yeah. people who just want to get through 18 holes without having to pop seven Advil at the turn. Or before. I, I have so many people now who take Advil before golf. I mean, what is worse than saying I have to take an anti-inflammatory before I do the sport I love? Not ideal. Not really a great thing to do. Have you, I, I, have you gotten the, uh, I, I just want to hit the ball 20, I want hit, to hit it 20 yards further off the tee? Sure, we were talking about this earlier. So I have a guy who's from a local club. He is a pretty young dude, but he is a little on the, he's not tall. I'll just say that. He's not tall. He's pretty average. Pretty skinny guy, too. And he wants to hit it further. So the first question I asked is, do you do any weightlifting at all? And his answer was no. He's like, I go running, I do whatever. And and that, that to me is right away like huge light bulb. Like, dude, let's start deadlifting. Let's start squatting. Let's start squatting heavy. Like, let's get you comfortable to a point where we can do sets of six to eight reps. And this is back to what you said about pro golfers getting personal trainers. This is awesome video of Rory at the Open Championship deadlifting like 300 pounds the morning of a round. I remember that video, yeah. And it is so cool <laughs> to see these athletes not have fear of heavy weights 
because there's this this misconception of lifting heavy makes you tight and stiff. You know, there's injury risk. And sure, like if you're a novice and you've never worked out, lifting heavy is not something you want to do right away. Like, don't go set your one rep max the first week in the gym. Mm -hmm. Learn how to move, load it, and then go heavy through some cycles. Like, go some weeks where you're really trying to, like, PR and get that stuff. Those are, those are things that golf hasn't had that I think are coming. I mean, when you look at high school kids and college golf fitness programs, those are in there. Am I, am I incorrect in, in thinking that from a, from a gaining strength perspective, for, for the golfer, almost all of it is about lower body? Yeah, I mean, most of it is. Yeah, yeah I have to say almost, I don't know what the percentage is, but there's a direct correlation between vertical jump, broad jump, and uh, there's a really good exercise, the shot put throw, where you take a medicine ball, split stance, and you push it as far as you can. When you start looking at upper body strength, lower body strength, it, lower you can gain so many more yards if your legs are stronger. Cool, you can you know you can do upper body and chest all you want, but that's I don't know, is that a quarter of it? Maybe, mm-hmm. maybe it's a little more. I mean, the other thing is we haven't even talked about abdominal strength too. Like your core strength, if you can maintain a high degree of stiffness between your your shoulders and your hips as far as controlling yourself there, and you can create a pretty rigid thing that can rotate really hard, and that, that's a powerful tool to have. So, yeah, I mean, I'm not saying people should go out and do a bunch of sit-ups, but you should definitely do some med ball slams and some things like that that really recruit that stuff. Yeah. I'm just I'm listening to you and I'm just thinking just how insufficient all of them, everything I do for my for my golf swing is. <laughs> I was trying to, I was trying to just think with what I just said like okay so if I were to tell people to get a basic set of equipment I'm trying to think of everything I've ever told anybody. Um, getting like a an eight pound medicine ball like a slam ball would be a really cool thing to have. Getting a set of bands that have handles would be a really easy thing. And then getting a kettlebell or a dumbbell. It's obviously just it depends on what size you are. But, mm-hmm. I mean, most people could function with, like, a 15 and a 30-pound weight. And I can get them through almost anything with that. It just depends on how fast we move, right? So, And you do some virtual stuff, too, now, right? I do. Yeah, yeah it's not my favorite, honestly. But I'll yeah. do it every now and then. Sure. It's one of those things where, man, Zoom is so unpersonal to me. And... Yeah. and I like being in the room. I like, you know, I'm not going to say I like yelling at people, but I like, you know, getting in people's face every now and then and trying to get people excited. Yeah, Yeah, I mean, how hard is it to get the screen and be like, I know you can throw it harder than that. That just doesn't have a message like it does when you stand over someone and say, no, no, that one doesn't count. Like, you're doing more now. You've earned extra reps. You know, those, those things just don't carry over virtually. But some people like that. I've written programs for people that are unsupervised, but mm-hmm. that's not my thing. I'm a one-to-one person. That's really where I get like a lot of my, a lot of my fun and excitement from. What have, what have you seen? Some I'm, I'm just curious. The uh, you know the output. Have you seen some some real gains from some of your? Like, yeah. Give me an example of a. It doesn't have to be like, oh, this guy was 80 and I'll now shooting a 70, but like just any kind of... Oh, you want stuff like that? Well, no, no, necessarily. No, no, I, no, I'm saying not necessarily. I'm saying just any kind of... Like- I'll, go, I'll, go, I'll go a couple ways with that. So the first, the first group I had back in 2018, we did an eight-week session um, with four teenage girls. I think they were all 14 years old in here. And I was like, you know what? If I'm going to make people believe, i got to start doing numbers. So the first time we came in, we tested vertical jump, a, a chest pass, a broad jump, and a sit-up throw, with, all with a medicine ball. And I was like, these are all the really good power metrics. They have pretty good reliability, and I'll have some, some reasonable uh, correlation to golf. Vertical jump was my favorite. So I gave a presentation at 1757 about junior golf fitness at this junior golf summit they did for parents and kids. Okay. And I showed this graph up on the board, and, and it was just too, way too many numbers and all this stuff. But I pointed out one thing. I said, these four girls of all their vertical jumps, the worst gain I saw was a 15% gain, and the best one I saw was 40%. One girl went from jumping 9 inches to jumping like 15 and a half. Mm. And 
I said we never jumped. Like, we never did vertical jump this whole time. We slammed a bunch of balls. We did a bunch of squats. We did some skipping. We did some different things. You know, what, what is it distance-wise? I couldn't tell you what the most sure. someone's gained. Yeah. I, I think I've heard people say, you know, they went from, like, 100 miles an hour to 108. or I don't know what I could tell you. But, sure. I mean, people have done some crazy things. Yeah. I mean, I think from a rehab perspective, that's where the bigger things are for me. You know, yeah. person who has back pain who hasn't played golf in five years to guy who just went out and, you know, went on a golf trip with his son and played three rounds pain-free for the first time in yeah. a decade. Like, those, those are the stories where I think the gains are bigger. But from a performance perspective, I mean, yards, speed. I, I don't even track speed. Most people's swing coaches do that now, mm-hmm. and they'll track man will do it easily. So yeah. I have a couple. I have one girl who got really into, you know, generating speed, and I don't have speed sticks. I haven't, yeah. I haven't spent the money on that yet. But there's no reason I can't just teach her how to be faster without that stuff. Yeah. Um, well, you know, you, you've gotten my attention. You know, I don't, I don't, I don't, know, how, I don't know how we'll edit this together, but, you know, some of the exercises we did, we did earlier, you know, I, I've, got, I've got a lot to work on. There, there's, there's, a, there's a lot here. Yeah, like, I, think, I, I, I think anybody <laughs> does. I mean, if you, if you really believe that you are in the best physical shape of your life and You're you lying can't yourself. get back. Yeah, I mean, you really are, right? Like, how many people can really look in the mirror and say, I'm the best physical athlete than I've ever been and I have no issues and and that doesn't mean I'm telling everybody you got to go out and fix everything sorry folks had some battery issues there and got cut off but uh, we picked it back up on zoom and here's Casey and I picking up right where we left off and so the the last thing that we said before we got cut off you know it was like I said you know if you don't think you can be a better athlete you know, and, and you kind of chimed in by saying, like, well, you're lying to yourself. And, and I said to it to a degree. Yeah. I mean, if, if right. anybody out there thinks that that they are the best athlete they can be, that physically they couldn't be any better as far as their golf game or as how like just life is, that it's really unrealistic to think they couldn't get better. I know that's the case with me. I know, you know, it, you know, I, I'm sure that's the case with most folks that they are probably not being totally honest with themselves if they think they're in the best shape of their lives and and have, especially if they're in their late twenties or thirties or or have kids or, or or have kids or or work a full-time job or anything. Not as mobile as they were when they were 18 or 21. Uh, I know I, gosh, I mean, I lie to myself quite a bit, you know, thinking I'm in better shape than I am and, and, and sitting there going through the, mobility test with you was was a, a bit of an eye opener uh i've since, since we since we sat down um i've been i've been doing some hamstring exercises trying to do some you know on on the youtube trying to look at you know different you know low you know i i've skipped you know i skipped like 10,000 leg days in a row i'm not going to do that anymore yeah i mean i think you had asked me earlier about um how much of this is legs versus upper body. And I actually, and uh, since we're picking up later, I was just chatting with somebody who's doing a totally different golf fitness program. And I asked her what it was like. And she goes, yeah, we just do legs like very infrequently. Do we do arms and upper body? And I think that really is the point. You know, a lot of people don't want to do lower body strength exercise. And that is probably the most important thing when it comes to, golf and a lot of athletics just as a whole you know that i think we can't we can't um over or sorry underestimate the the value of squats and lunges and deadlifts and all that stuff when it comes to i mean especially golf and just generating force from the ground and being powerful and that's just such a huge thing so if somebody's listening to this and has been toying around with the idea of increasing their mobility, uh, getting into better golf shape, not just their swing. Um, and maybe listening to this, they said, you know what, this makes a lot of sense. I need to take that step. What should they do? How do, how do they, how do they, how do they sign up with you or anybody? Sure. So um, I mentioned earlier, you know, find a practitioner, mytpi.com is the, the home of all TP practitioners, whether it be medical, fitness, um, or golf as well. So you can find me on there if you're in the Reston, Northern Virginia area. 
Otherwise, my website is edwardsgolfpt at g- or .com. My email is edwardsgolfperformance at gmail.com. Hopefully, all that stuff will be listed because we'll, put, we'll put it in the notes. All that. We'll, make, we'll make it clear. But, um, you know, I'm here for, for anybody who's, who's looking to just get into better shape overall. And hopefully, you know, that also helps your golf game to a degree. <laughs> you know, really, my training is aimed towards golf. But at the end of the day, I'm just trying to create healthier people, you know, even a little bit healthier, a little bit more mobile, a little bit stronger is not only going to help you in golf, it's going to help you with everyday stuff, whether it's yard work or around the house or playing with your kids, whatever it may be. And you, you touched on uh, a bit, I think you had mentioned like a group class of sorts. And I know sometimes I know I I have in the past, like, Tip, sure. dip my toe in the water of these types of things by doing a group class first, sometimes for financial reasons, sometimes just to see how I like it. But you, sure. you offer golf specific group classes as well? I do. Um, I have a junior class that's hopefully starting either this week or next. It's a couple of high performing juniors who just want to get in and try and get ahead of their cohort, whether it be um, I, one of them's uh, just about to graduate high school. So she's got to get ready for college. And another one is just starting his sophomore year and just wants to get ahead of his group. So I got a junior group that's really just trying to get stronger and work on some, some motor control, being a little less kind of goofy, uncoordinated. And then I have a, another class that my coworkers in my office joke is the uh, cocoon class. If you ever seen the movie, it's a bunch of guys in their seventies who, who want to find the fountain of youth. And then I also have an adult group. that's uh, adult guys who are not quite as stiff, but, we're just trying to to stay fit and keep moving fast and and get strong that way. You're you're dating yourself with a cocoon reference. That was I'll be totally like- honest. I've never seen the movie, but it's been referenced not only by participants in the class but people who observe the class. So it, at some point, I do have to watch it. <laughs> I, I I feel like I've seen that, but I like God. That was that was probably like I'm, I'm uh, without looking it up. I want to say eighty four, eighty five. That was a that was a long time ago. Admittedly, before my time, but I do have to say, uh, even just hearing the explanation, I love it just because it's like, yeah, we want to rebirth here. That's funny. Um, well, we're we're recording this last little last little snippet because of my my camera battery issues, but just in the few days. Since we finished up in person, um, you know, I might I, when we stop recording here, we might have to continue the conversation where I can sign up for one of these group classes. Because uh, if nothing else, my time spent with you has proven to me that uh, I need some work. So I, yeah. I've appreciated this very much. And yeah, it's been great for me as well. Really a pleasure, man. Awesome, awesome. Um, all right, well, I appreciate it. Thanks, uh, thanks for joining me and uh, and showing me the ropes and putting me through the mobility tests and uh, sitting down with me. And- Alex, nice again, man. Got the I uh, got the magnet on the fridge already, and still trying to figure out where to put those awesome stickers you gave me. Awesome. I don't have a good golf game, but I don't really care. I'm a I'm a regular dude living in DC. And I want to know about DC-centric golf stuff. If you can tell me something that I don't already know, then that is great for me. I don't want the regular stuff. I want exciting stuff. I want different stuff. I want stuff I can't hear elsewhere. But I want it to be about DC golf. 